To Beyond, Beyond the Void. Void. Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 286. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 286. And today we will be continuing our Yokai Monsters Part 2, which is with, along with Ghost from 1969 and... The Great Yokai War from 2005. From Takashi Miike, which uh, apparently I just found out today that he's already made a second one called... The Great Yokai War Guardians, which he actually wrote and or helped write and direct, I guess. What was that from like 2020? 21? 21. It right? just came okay, out. Yeah, yeah, I don't even think you can rent it right now uh, from Japan. Oh. Unless you got a VPN or something like that. But yeah, I haven't been able to find it. I tried looking it up to see if I could watch a copy. So it, it just came out, probably played festivals, and hasn't even been fully released. Oh, wow. So, but their turnaround time out there is a little bit faster than ours. Because they don't do theaters as much. Like, they do theaters. It's just a more of an event mm-hmm. than it is here. You know, a lot of stuff is straight to video. But, uh, so how are you this week? What's going on with you? Good, just doing my thing. What's we, your thing? What's well, your, we, what? we finished that Night Sky show on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did we talk about that? Nope. You sure? We talked, uh, last week we talked about Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. We finished up Night Sky, which is that guy from the, the insurance commercials what's his name i know a thing or two about a thing or two or whatever right <laughs> we, we, her, him and sissy spacek yeah are which are amazing couple. together by the way yeah it was it was a pretty good show i enjoyed it yeah it's definitely more drama than it is sci-fi but it was it was actually pretty good yeah and we've been watching the boys which is just insanity dude like it's nuts like that show is so brilliant in so many different ways by mocking the world that we live in and like all the different characters representing different parts of our society it's just so great it's like (laughs) i don't know like it makes fun of everybody yeah like it really does right so uh they've already got that renewed for another season go figure right this is like the boys seem to be the only one out of the there was like three what do we have what was the other one that was the other show that that Seth Rogen had that show, the one with the priest. Preacher. Right. It seems like The Boys is the only one that seems like the surviving out of that whole. There's like another one, too, that was like really edgy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? But I bet you Preacher could have stayed. I just think they needed better writers, I guess. I don't know. But I don't know. Boys seems to have everything going for it. And Prime has the money, I'm sure. So it's Amazon. So go figure. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, as far as horror is involved, you know, we haven't watched too much T 
TV shows that are horror, really. They're all kind of fringy, like, stuff lately. Like, sci-fi fringy. Mm-hmm. Except for that From. Is that what it was? Right. That we watched? Yeah. Which had, like, a, I don't know, felt like a Stephen King kind of thing a little bit. Yeah, mystery. Yeah, they didn't really sci-fi. show too much. Yeah. What yeah. was what was the show that I was getting really pissed off that nothing really happened? Serv- Servant. No, there was another one. We always talk about that one. There was another one. I was like, is there anything going to happen? Anyway, I don't know. We've been watching a lot of stuff. I got a couple of videos up, too. We got the director of the new Street Trash coming out. There's a remake that's going to be made. Could be a remake. Could be a sequel. He didn't really say. Couldn't say too, too much. But I did an interview with him that is up on our YouTube that you should check out about Street Trash. It talks. He talks about why he was picked and why he's a, the man for the job and how he's not really that fond of remakes even. So, you know, but if you've watched the style of Ryan Kruger, who is the guy who directed fried berry you can see a lot of similarities in their work and it kind of makes sense and so he even said that he was going to keep it practical mm-hmm. which is awesome you know right. i'm sure he's going to use like effects for different stuff you know like when you need it because sometimes you need to use cgi right but he really wants to keep it practical and he was really fond of the camera work in the original so Mm-hmm. Which I think he has a lot in common because he's a very unconventional. That's what I kept saying is unconventional. So, but we also have a, a review of uh, Unhuman, which is a teen zombie that I did on YouTube. So if you haven't seen those guys, definitely give them a check. It uh, helps fund the bills around here. So I greatly appreciate it just by watching. Just by watching. That's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so anything else new? Are we doing anything else? Are we looking forward to anything else? My sister's getting married. Oh, yeah, that's right, she's coming back. So getting that stuff done. We got a lot of stuff going on coming up in the next couple my of other months. Si- my other sister's coming to visit this week. Right, hopefully I can stay awake for that. My brother, it's all my sibling stuff. They all have stuff going on. Right. My brother is selling his house, <laughs> you know, so he'll be over here a lot Yeah. while he's transitioning and moving. Transitioning, huh? Yeah, houses. <laughs> All right. To the house? Yes. Okay. Yeah, which Christina, of course, keeps trying to give him all the houses, which I, I just feel like he's, like, annoyed with. He told me to do it. Yeah, I know. I know. He but... told me to send him listings, and that's what I do. Anyway, but I think it might be, oh, we're not even doing shots. Nope. <laughs> I We're out of sake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this week we're not going to be doing shots for the show. Um, no excuses. We just can't. So we're running out of ingredients that we have no money for. So, you know, we're keep trying to keep this uh, show afloat. So if you if you want to help out and support the show, all you got to do is just watch our videos on YouTube because <laughs> that's how we're basically funding it anymore. Uh, that and Twitch for the most part. So but uh, yeah, guys, uh, I think it might be that time for us to jump into our flesh and potatoes of our yokai monsters which is part two. We're going to be finishing up the trilogy, the original trilogy, with Along With Ghosts from 1969 and... The Great Yokai War from 2005. That's right, and we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, 
along with ghosts from 1969. The murder of an old man on sacred grounds provokes the intervention of ven- vengeful yokai. Japanese spirits. Kind of sounds like the description of the other two movies. The first one. <laughs> the, yeah, the first one. Which it, it does feel very in common. There's even some of the same characters in it, but they're not like, it's just loosely based. Right. It's like they took the first story and they were like, okay, well, let's make something a little different. You know what I mean? Uh, this uh, this one has two directors. Yes, it's uh, actually a Yoshiyuki Kuroda, who did Mirror Man from 1971, The Invisible Swordsman, Lone Wolf and Cub, White Heaven and Hell, which is the snow one, if you've seen it. It's also a Yasuda Kimiyoshi, who did 100 Monsters, as well as the Zatuichi and the One-Armed Swordsman and the Young Swordsman and multiple other movies it's also written by tetsuro yoshida which did yokai monsters uh, 100 monsters the invisible swordsman and many other credits some of the cast in the movie is kohiro hongo who did hayakasura he was the in a movie called satan's sword kodokan nawashi and buddha from 1961 we also have pepe hozumi uh, who played Shinta in the movie, played in another movie called Super Roboto Redden, Redo Baron from 1973, Odoshi, and The World is Waiting for Us. We also have uh, Motsushiro, who plays Tua, who was in The Curse of Blood, of the Blood, excuse me, from 1968. And last but not least, Bokuzen Hidari, who plays Jinbei, who was also, uh, I don't know if he was in the first movie, but he, the character was. Uh, uh-huh. But he was also in Seven Samurai, Ikiru, and Lower Depths from 1957. Christina. Uh, oh, no, Alex. No, good. No, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, this one is a little different. Uh, it is tonally different than the other ones. Like The first one was kind of like a mix of sort of intense, dramatic, and a little bit of silly and then the second one, which we, uh, the the spook warfare was a lot more silly mm-hmm. with a little bit, yeah, just a lot more silly in that one in particular. A lot less story, but there was a lot of going on. A lot. This one has a, not so much going on, but it has a lot more action in sword fights, I would say, mm-hmm. than anything. And a lot less yokai, surprisingly. Right. Uh, but it's also showing the yokai in a much more scarier way mm-hmm. than the other two. Whereas the first one we thought was kind of scary. If you were a kid and saw it, this one is like way more like intense because they're punishing all the bad guys. Yeah, the monsters are. Right. So essentially, this one is about this kid whose grandfather is kind of like the story in the first one where they're telling about the fishermen telling him not to fish in the pond only this is something a little different uh these guys are around this area and they end up killing somebody over uh some sort of certificate or document which they never explain oh that's right they didn't because i kept thinking it was a deed but that was the first movie right so they kill somebody over a uh, document. Literally, they just say document over, over and over and over again in the movie. And the old man says, hey, you shouldn't kill or spill blood on this land. This, this is cursed land. You don't want to upset the spirits. And they end up slashing his face because they get annoyed with him. And leaving this girl who was being taken care of by her grandfather, the old man slashed in the face, who crawls back to his home and tells the little girl to find her father, who she never met. 
She mm-hmm. goes to, he says, you got to go to a town named Yuri, meet this man who will know your father, who's by the name of Hotaki, Hotachi. Mm-hmm. And so begins this adventure of this little girl wandering the streets out in the middle of the woods by herself all the way to this other town while all these hoodlum guys from like Yakuza are like hunting her down and trying to kill her literally mm-hmm. so it's a little bit more um that story than it is the yokai but the yokai do show up in about three spots three or four um throughout the movie to try to scare the yakuza guys and uh it's kind of an interesting story as far as like the like her and her father like they really get into it in this one i kind of like that story a little bit because it, it's like mm-hmm. it does kind of trick you not trick you i don't want to say trick trick sounds bad uh it, it's a a surprise twist, you know, in the movie that I liked that I think was really interesting. And this one's a little bit more about redemption and trying to do what's right uh, and standing up for yourself. There is a couple of moments in the film like they have this weird uh, moment of levity in the film where they are looking for the little girl. But they find this younger or this older lady who is as short as the child. <laughs> and it's really bizarre and just like just weird. Mm-hmm. It's like tucked into this serious drama where everybody's dying around the child. Mm-hmm. But like it's got this like silly moment where I don't know. It's interesting. I kind of like this one. Uh, it feels pretty much within the same vein as the first one, which I think I gave like a 5.5 5, um, mm-hmm. for that one. So and I would probably say five or 5.5 5 for this one. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely within the vein of the th- other three, probably a little less on the yokai. So if you're looking for yokai in this one, it might not be the best. But the story is interesting enough because the, the girl is really kind of cute. And some of the characters that fight alongside of her are really interesting and dynamic. And it's just a weird time. Like, it's like, a you know, like looking back into this old world and you're just like, why is this old man helping her? And like, why is this happening? And what are the yokai spirits? Who are these people? Yeah. It's pretty cool. I don't know. I liked it. It's not for everybody. I think this trilogy in general, I would say, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's probably one two and then three in that order as far as quality Mm -hmm. but one and two are it just depends what you're in the mood for if i had to pick one out of the all the whole trilogy i would say part two is probably the easiest most accessible Mm -hmm. but if you're into stuff like lone wolf and cub part three would be really really uh, a good story for you if you like a little bit more drama and the and the acting's a little bit better and they have a mix of a lot of different things in there, including suspense and thrills and horror, I would say the first one is probably best. So it Makes just sense. it really is, you know, up in the air what you like in that. I'm, but I mean, I like I liked all of them in this trilogy. Um, nothing amazing, but still cool to watch. I still enjoyed it. So what about you, Christina? Like what's going on with you? And I did not enjoy this one as much as I did the other two. Okay. I, but like you said, I did. I enjoyed the story with the little girl, like, and then looking for her father and then the monsters jumping in to help her. Yeah. That whole plot was okay, but I still think it didn't mesh well with the monsters and the plot because I feel like if you just take the monsters out. Mm hmm. Like it, it still would have been fine. Right, you know it, what I mean? it does feel a little uh, adjacent. It meshed. It feels like it's meshed together. Well, no, you, like, mesh would mean that it fits together. It's mushed. This feels it's mushed. This does not it's feel pushed. like pushed. I don't know. 
Well, it feels separate from it, you're saying. Yeah. So then it wouldn't be mashed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wrong word. Excuse yeah. me. Um, oh, you, you, you're saying it feels like it's it's thrown in. Yeah. Like they took two different stories and they put them together. So they could be even taken apart and it, it still would have been, you know, a decent movie and a decent plot. But uh, nothing in the movie was even really memorable for me because even the newer monsters in there, there was only like a googly eye monster. It was like it. Yeah, it seemed a lot of repurposed stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of just not... Yeah, I wasn't... It was okay. Okay. I did... Like, I enjoyed... So this is your least favorite of the three. This is my least favorite. But I did... I mean, I did... I still, like, enjoyed it, but I gave it a 4 out of 10 just because... I think I gave the others a 5. Yeah. I think you gave them 6. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I gave it a 4 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. So, So you liked this a lot less than the others. Yes. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I still think it's a decent story. Like I said, I think if you're a lone wolf and cub fan, this isn't going to be the best sword fights you've ever seen, but there is a lot more of them, you mm-hmm. know, and they're all kind of entangled in that stuff anyway. It's like around that time, this the late 60s and 70s and stuff for the time era. And the monsters didn't even show up till like halfway through the movie. Yeah, it took a long time. Yeah, it took time. a long time for the monsters to even show up. I forgot to mention that. Really? Yeah, it's true. There really isn't any uh, trivia on this that much, but we we are going to get into some of the spoilers of this movie and just kind of discuss some of our favorite scenes and what we thought of uh, the film. So if you don't want anything, of course, spoiled, you can, of course, rent it. Uh, You can find it for pretty cheap right now, I'm sure. I think it's like $2.99 to rent. So if you want to rent it, you can. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. Yeah, it, this felt so familiar. It almost felt like we were treading over like familiar territory. Yeah, totally. Because of the whole, you know, it felt like the fisherman story, mm-hmm. but like changed a little bit, like way changed. Uh, and yeah, more story than yokai monsters, which is a little disappointing. This probably could have been like a, a early draft or something mm-hmm. that they were like, well, we can make a third one out of this. Why not? It must have been. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, is there anything in particular that sticks out right in the beginning? In the beginning, honestly, no, not at all. It was it was just them, you know. Well, they were kind of. It was like a mix between the the curse, the story that they tell at the dinner, yeah, and then also like how they kicked the guy out for not wanting to do the blessing for to get the curse. And then he was right. like, I have the money. And then mm-hmm. the deed and everything all smashed right into the very beginning of the movie. So the entire length of the first film, like at least 45 minutes to an hour, is shoved into like five or 10 minutes of the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then it's all about this little girl. And it's interesting, too, because the guy that she's like uh, following, it's uh, Soro. What's his name? Hold on. Hayukutaro mm-hmm. is the guy that like realizes that there's this little girl wander wandering around and that's what reminded me so much of the lone of cub. lone wolf and cub like as he gets older the kid does like kind of help out a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in some of the lone wolf and cub series so it kind of did give me that vibe a little bit there's yeah, i remember a, you saying that too when we were yeah it. and it also funny. reminded me of the like beginning of lone wolf and cub or or uh uh shogun's assassin mm-hmm. uh which is where the the the, the Shogun's assassin 
his wife gets killed by the emperor because he feels like he's like too dark and he can't trust him or something anymore kills his wife then he is presented with having to take care of this kid and the revenge that he needs to and you know okay take so he he gives the kid a choice and this is like a little baby you know he's like if you choose the sword i will right you know i will let you live live you know and we'll fight to kill your mother's murderers but if you choose the ball i'm gonna kill you right here Kind of felt like that, only he's not killing the girl. It's never going to be even a, a choice in it. Right. But I, I really like the idea that this other Yakuza guy that was, like, fucking over the Hayakotaro mm-hmm. became the father. Right. Yeah, I, I like that little twist, too. Yeah, because, like, he was in it, like, half the movie. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he, he realizes how much of a piece of shit he is. He's changed his name. You know, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like I thought it was interesting, an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. And the little girl was like, I still love you. Right at the end. Yeah. Right. But she didn't even know he was a bad guy because Hayakutara kept lying for him, mm-hmm. which is just odd. He just didn't want to well, scare seven. the little girl. Yeah, why would you tell a seven year old? Hey, yeah, your dad left you. Well, your dad left you. And then your mom died. And then. He took her bones and he made a pair of dice. A pair of dice, yeah. Which is really weird because the dice come to life and like save her life. To protect her because then they start to gamble with the bad guys to if she. Which is kind of a cool scene. Yeah, it was. That was a cool. That was probably my favorite scene. Yeah, they they have that scene where it's like they're like, okay, well, since you are the father, he's like, oh, so your name was Hotachi before, and this is your daughter, huh? Well, what is this? And he, he finds dice, and he's like, that's my wife. Made her bones, I made dice out of them. <laughs> so I could gamble? Like, what the fuck? And so, like, they're like, okay, well, that's a fun idea. Let's play for you and your child's life. So she's, like, rolling the dice and it's it's like going to the same numbers each time and they think mm-hmm. it's trick dice but then they realize it's her spirit it's the spirit in of the, the dice it's here's the spirit of the lord <laughs> uh, no holy no. spirit activate holy spirit activate activate Which, i don't know i thought that was kind of like a cool suspenseful 60s moment i guess you know mm-hmm. it wasn't like like i would love to see like an updated version of that so it's like a lot more serious right you know? but what about the monsters i mean i mean is there anything even to say about them i mean yeah there's you know there's some stuff in there that we i i just you know so pretty much what happens is um every time like a bad guy show up they get lured into this bamboo forest and right. they get killed by the monsters Right? That's pretty much it. Well, they, they get messed with. No one, They don't get killed oh. by yo- yokai. don't kill. Oh, yeah. They get scared. They scared fall down it. into the forest and get confused and Ooh. go. they go crazy, but they don't fucking die. Right. We didn't know what the hell happened to them. They were just laying on the ground because they couldn't, their couldn't minds move. couldn't handle it anymore or something <laughs> like that. And this little girl is literally walking like 27 miles <laughs> to go find her dad at this place called Yui. Yeah, who she doesn't even town. know. Yeah, it's so she funny. She doesn't even know who her dad is. But just show him these dice, and he'll know who you are. And now we know why, because they were the bones of her mom. Right, which, I mean, like, how many bones did he use? How many dice sets did he make? Did he have to, like, like debone her? To get she them? hated the fact that I was gambling, so I made bones. I made <laughs> dice out of her fucking bone. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Which is actually a good idea, and I hope you do that to me when I die. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to carve your bones into anything. Sorry. You should, and you have to do it yourself. They have to be hand, hand carved, okay? <laughs> kind of ridiculous. The sword fights in this were kind of like, it's like a mixture of sword fights, but they're not like the type of good sword fights personally I enjoy. There's a lot of shoving and pushing people around, which is probably more so how it's like in real life mm-hmm. than we see in the movies, you know, with the, the you know, Lone Wolf and Cub is bloody as fuck. Is There's it? a lot of blood in that one. Okay. It's pretty well shot, too. But, you know, some of the later ones get a little sillier. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a cute scene when the, the girl was trying to hide from these guys who who were, like, following her. So the, it's her and this other kid, and they, they hide under these pots, and there's this dog, so the, the guys come up and, and... Oh, that was weird, yeah. Yeah, and, like, like turn over gambling, the pots. the little gambling... Yeah, things where you put the ball in, you gotta yeah. find the ball. But then, the, of course, I have to bring up the scene with the dog, always. They didn't yeah, kill... Yeah, somehow it. the dog got in there, and it... Yeah, and it jumped out. I was like, oh, it's so cute. They At least they didn't kill the dog. That's all I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna mention. They didn't kill the dog this week. There was one guy that did get yanked up into the trees and then dropped, didn't he? Oh, I don't even remember. Yeah, there was like like all these bad guys that are wandering in the forest being chased and freaked out by the yokai. Mm-hmm. And they're not able to kill him. You know, they're just kind of like toying with them. That's when they passed out. But one of them floated up into the trees. Oh, that's and, right. Now and dropped on the ground. Right. Like, there was two guys that passed out, but there was that guy that got yanked up into the trees. Mm-hmm. Which is, I just don't know what happened with him. But that's when you see the two heads pop out of like a like a portal hole mm-hmm. and it chases the other two guys, you know, and then you hear the yokai guy laughing in the woods. <laughs> and then they, they like the yokai tricked them into thinking that they're yokai. Mm-hmm. So they end up fighting each other with swords. Oh, that's right. And then until one of them gets stabbed by the other, basically. But the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remaining man opens up his hand and the dice are stuck to it. And you see like the, it's like snake eyes <laughs> and he tries to cut them off with the sword. And that's when he sees the document like flying around and kind of follows it mm-hmm. where Hayao Katara actually kills him because he runs into him. So, uh. but it was cool. Like, you know, after they do the dice thing with the little girl, he, Hayao Katara is like, do you want to be with your, me, me or your dad? And she's like, well, I'll be with my daddy. Well, what before that though the dad was like you must kill me you must kill me for my sins and then yeah that's and then that's when the kid gets asked I was like geez you're just you're asking me killed in front of your kid Jesus right, yeah. Christ dude make her remember me and then I thought so then I thought when when the the girl ran up to the father I was like oh shit she's gonna kill him the seven year old's gonna kill her dad <laughs> like that's what I was hoping now you must steal his eyes <laughs> and make dice out of them <laughs> he's a snake he's the real snake guys I, I was hoping that would happen but it didn't <laughs> she just hugged him and happily ever after see we need to that's, us we'll just make something darker you know what I mean like, <laughs> yeah yokai murders <laughs> <laughs> the yokai murders yeah <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, that one that one kind of ended kind of silly. Mm-hmm. And we do have another movie, obviously, that we're going to be talking about that is way more like it long gi- of all. It's like it's like the most yokai any movies ever had, as well as like more yokai than all three of these movies combined. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is yokai centric, uh, but this one is the yo- the Great Yokai War. 
And this is the movie that is directed by uh, Takashi Miike, which, by the way, of course, is a lot of people in Japan's favorite director. Um, he's been considered to be like the Quentin Tarantino of Japan. And the reason why is because he's taken other properties and made them into his own and done his own unique thing. He's done like uh, a lot of Yakuza movies. He's done a lot of mixture. He's done drama. He's done like romance. He's done horror. He's done just about everything. This guy has just been making so many movies out there. It's ridiculous. I think his supposed 100th film was like the swordsman one of the swordsman movies i can't remember what it was uh which you know like some of his movies are like good and some of them are not you know they're, right. they're different qualities right. you know there's different budgets for each of them so it's right kind of up in the air mm-hmm. but if you've been if you've been in the horror community you probably know who he is and oh, Ichi, the killer yeah Ichi the killer you got well there's other stuff yeah, yeah. uh he did that masters of horror Gozu, which was one of my favorite ones. Audition, which is one a lot of people always talk about. It's not my favorite one. That so one's a little slow. slower. Yeah, <laughs> it takes a long while to really unfold. But it's shocking. That's probably why. But Gozu's one of my favorites that I that he did, and to, you know, Ichi the Killer, and he's done some wild ones, man. Like we also have some of the writers for this who are Hiroshi Aramanta who did the novel, and then, of course, obviously, Takashi Miike is a part of the screenplay uh, to kind of make it his own. And we have uh, Mitsuhiko Saramura, who did some of the screenplay, and Takehiko Aitakura. I think uh, Mitsuhiko and uh, Takehiko were the guys that were kind of monitoring the script and the screenplay because there was uh, extras on the disc for the Great Yokai War that this had the most extras, by the way, than any of the other discs. This one had like, like they have a, a yokai conference. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like a convention for yokai. A festival. Right. Like it's a big deal. And they had some people who are the lore masters of yokai. Uh, who, you know, have fired Shikuro, Shigeru Mitsuzuki, who is the guy who passed away in 2015, who basically was the only one that remembered uh, what the yokai were and kind of rebirthed it into Japan, which I mentioned in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in a part of the convention. He's a part of this movie. So he's a big part of it. And that's how serious they take this shit. You know what I mean? So, but obviously they knew Takashi Miike could do it. He's done a lot of different things. It's essentially about a young boy who is chosen as the defender of good and must team up with Japan's ancient spirits, the yokai and creatures of lore to attempt to destroy the forces of evil. 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 <laughs> Some of the cast in this is uh, Ryunosuke Kamiki, who did uh, the character Tadashi, which was the kid. He was in Tantai Gukun Gakuen Q, Kaizoku 2 Spec, Juichi Ninomai, the Karishima thing, Bakuman, and uh, Too Young to Die. He's a lot older now. He's like 20 something, 30 years old now. And he's <laughs> still acting. 
He's really young too, in this yeah. movie too. Yeah. Which, you know, was a pretty big that's a pretty big shoes to fill as a kid. Yeah. He, the kid, didn't even know anything about this stuff. So Right. I briefly read too that he was born with like some rare disease and he only had a one percent chance of making and it. Still did. Yeah, and he made it so then his mom was like, Oh well, you know what? I'm signing him up to be an actor, a child actor. Oh wow. Yeah, I was like, Okay. <laughs> Don't live your life as a child, be an actor. <laughs> That's like the opposite of over here, you know. What I mean? Um, we also have Chiaki Kirayama who plays Agi. She is in a lot of movies. That she's very, she's got like an evil look about her. You'll just recognize her because she was in Battle Royale. Uh, she was in Kill Bill One and Two. She was in Battle of the Immortal, Dragon Age: Dawn of the Seeker, and a bunch of other stuff. Bunch of stuff. Yeah, she's very talented. She's does martial arts. And she's like an action star, but she's also, you know, she's done a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. We got Bunta Sugawara, who is playing Suntaro, the grandfather in this movie, who is probably one of the more famous people as well in Japan. He's done everything. He's been around forever. And Takashi Miike speaks very fondly of him. In fact, he tells a story of where the, the main star, the kid that plays Tadashi, the uh, Ryunosuke Kamiki, mm-hmm. he... Um, <laughs> said that when they first met Bunta, he was like, hi, I'm, you know, Kamiki, and I'm the lead star in this movie. And Takashi Miki was like, no, what are you doing? He's like, what are you, challenging him? Like, Anyway, but uh, apparently Bunta, like, laughed it off and just thought it was really funny because the kid mm-hmm. was really ready for, you know, whatever it took, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he, I, of course, he meant it harm, harmlessly, you know right. what I mean? But he's he's done voice work in a lot of different movies. He's also been just he's just a big, 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 big star. He's in Spirited Away, Tales of Earthsea, The Man Who Stole the Sun and many other movies that were legendary in Japan. Mm -hmm. Also, we have Etsushi Tokoyawa, Toyokawa, who plays Lord Yasunori, who's the bad guy in the movie. He was in Midway from 2019, Love Letter, the the Eight Tomb Village from 96. We also have Sadal Rabe, who plays the river spirit, the... the um, Turtle? The Kappa. Oh. Yeah, the turtle. Uh-huh. Who was a big part in this movie, really. Yeah, it really was. Um, He's, like, very shiny and kind of gross. A lot yeah. of... <laughs> him and the girl. Like, the girl always, like, weirded me out. Because they have, like, the kids touching her leg. In yeah, that was weird. And it's, like, smooth like, and okay. oily. And it's like, what are you doing? Um, but he was in uh, Kanjo ga Sonowa na wo sharanai Toritachi. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Maiko Han and uh, Kirirazu Katsai Sayonara Game from 2006. There's a lot more actors in here, including Renji Ishii, who's been a big part of uh, Takashi Miike. He tends to reuse a lot of the same actors in these movies and gets uh, gets some of the biggest actors to do the weirdest roles. So, you know, mm-hmm. t- God bless you, Takashi Miike. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of these actors and in a lot of his movies have done some really strange shit. So I think they're pretty much used to it by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christina, what did you think about the great yokai? war were you excited about it did it live up to uh, the expectations it's funny because what i think about is when robert rodriguez did spy kids (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's 
the level the, CGI. The, the, well, not the CGI, but you know, Robert Rodriguez made all these bloody, gory movies, and then he came out and he did Spy Kids, and right. I feel like that's what this movie is. Right. You know what I mean? It feels like it. Yeah, I can see that. But you yeah. see what I'm saying? Takashi Miki has done so many different films oh, yeah. now. It's like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, his most memorable ones are usually kind of right, bloody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But what I liked about the the movie, I liked the mixture of the practical and the special effects. They used them both. They had to. Um, I did enjoy the story. Um, the mixture of the monsters and the drama. See, it flowed well. Everything went together. The you know, it's a little long winded. I was just gonna say it was a very long movie. It was. Um, the ending was drawn out. The ending was drawn out, mm-hmm. which didn't help. Um, I liked the whole. You know, the kid becomes a superhero, and you know he has to save the world thing. You know. That's kind of typical, but there I feel there were many monsters in this movie. There were probably that were probably more accurate to the legends and stuff from the documentaries sure. we've watched because there was a bean counter and an oil lamp, you yeah. know, just like these weird little, you know, ones monsters. you never really get to see. Yeah. Right. Which I'm sure they th- they kind of threw in on purpose and they also intertwined them into the story and, right. you know, the monsters had a purpose and you know um of course i wish there was more violence and i wish some of the kids would have got violent you know i can't help <laughs> it it's just something you know well, it's a fantasy film I, it's, it's not I supposed would, to be you know they consider it horror like they were talking about it in a lot of interviews with them yeah but it it, it is a kids movie though it's like, supposed this to is, be it's supposed to this reignite is a legend this. kids movie i gave it a five out of ten i probably won't ever watch it again really you I'm didn't glad. like it that much i mean i'm glad i watched it but i don't need to watched again so okay yeah I, there is this movie is a little splotchy but there is a lot to like about it if you like the yokai monsters in particular because you get not only to see some of your favorite yokai in it but you get to see more of them than you ever had before mm-hmm. and i would definitely say he has some of the most infinitely definitive versions of them while also kind of being tricky and kind of like doing different versions of them in a cheaper way like the purple headed dude the blue headed guy Mm-hmm. who was in the other trilogy. He was the guy with the, the kid-looking one that had the big big head. Right. That's that guy. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. they re-explain. They talk about how they explain away his head mm-hmm. so that they can just have him as a regular guy instead of, uh-huh. you know what I mean? The big head, The CGI yeah. thing. Yeah. Which uh, they were able to do. They weren't able to do that in the 60s. And yes, they're right. able to do that now, so why not? This movie is is very much the passing of the torch Right. To keep yokai monsters alive. alive. It is very important. It's a very important film for a lot of the people in this kind of world who are, you know, like I said, they had right. some, some people over, you know, watching over this. Takashi Miike spent over a year, mm-hmm. you know, just making the film and then probably a year and a half. Oh, editing it with, and doing No, 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 effects? just writing it. Oh, okay. It's it took him a long time to write it. So like it took a year to make the film. And if you add in how much time it took to write it, he said it took him an, a year and a half total. Mm-hmm. So he's like at the time he was like, yeah, I'm 45. Uh, so I've spent one 45th of my life <laughs> making this film, essentially. So mm-hmm. it's a big deal, you know, um, even uh, Shigeru Mitsuki. Uh, he actually 
had uh, like a point scale that he liked about this movie or didn't like about it. So there was things that he didn't like. He said it was a little boring. <laughs> I which, can see that. Which they were having like interviews with him. And, and he was, you know, he's a little bit old in age, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were making, he was making jokes about himself being old and like not knowing where he is and stuff. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, are they being disrespectful? They're like, what? <laughs> uh, but anyway, this movie is very disparaging between the great practical makeup work that they do on a lot of the stuff and some of the <laughs> worse CGI that really just gets on your nerves. Like, Wait, was it bad or was it, you know, 2005? It's just bad. 2005 CGI. Yeah. And it's very, but it's very disparaging between the two. Like it's like they're very different. It's like night and day. So whenever the CGI moments exploded on the screen, with these like weird metallic metal creature that look like machines, death machines, like terminators and shit all over it. It was like, you know, and I think what they're trying to say is that the industry and like modernized world is like fighting with the old yokai world because in yokai land, you know, they don't really war. It's so it's kind of a joke that they're like warring and there's an explanation for it in the movie to kind of explain it away because they're not like violent creatures or anything like that. They're just Mm -hmm. kind of like part of the world and they're like happy go lucky. A lot of them are happy and nice and they make stuff to try to like protect the world. They're not bad. Mm -hmm. And the, the bad thing is this industry that this guy is a part of who is is feeding off of rage and anger and sort of like a version of like Ghostbusters 2 where he's like Vigo. Uh-huh. <laughs> he except he's like this corporate guy who turned sour by the world. Um he used to be like a good guy and then he got soured by the world and then created all these creatures. He's like turning yokai into these like terminator machines, which is just weird. Mm-hmm. And using that for power and to like make big, you know, all this stuff like happen. So it, it, it's a little loosey goosey on the story, but essentially I would say it's like modern world versus old world. Okay, I was going to say really quick, sorry. It reminds me of that scene from Chippendale where they're explaining the animation, like cuz one of the Chippen do you oh. remember that scene where one of the Chippendales was She's talking more, about the new movie. Yeah, the new Chippendale movie where the one of them... They get like a... a they get a plastic surgery or what? Yeah, CGI, CGI surgery. CGI surgery. <laughs> you made, yeah. made me think of that. It, the CGI is bad in this movie. I really just didn't like it. It's okay for the time and I like how like dark it is. It just... I don't know. It just took me out of the movie a little bit. And I would be interested to see because they have a 2021 you know, the Great Yokai War Guardians. Oh, to see if it's any better? To see if the, the CGI kind of like, kind of fixes itself. There's just a lot of it. And it's like, like, I get it. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm complaining about it too much, but there's a frame rate that's wrong with it compared to the movie. So everything just kind of feels like, I don't know, out of place. Mm-hmm. Well, and they had to do such a big area because it was pretty much like, the world it wasn't just yeah a lot of stages a lot of green screens a lot of that is going to be in this film but there's some genuinely good shots in this film like and there's some pretty cool action that this kid does which you know the kid grew an entire year you know making this movie like he like the even takashi Miike, which i'm mixing in some trivia here because there isn't really that much Mm -hmm. um but Miike said that the kid grew up 
as he was making this film and they kind of did it very linear. Mm -hmm. So this coming of age for this kid is kind of naturally happening. Uh So the more he got used to acting, the more he, you know, became this hero. So it kind of worked out and it kind of, he says, makes this film special Mm -hmm. in that way. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting movie. It is a little splotchy. There is a lot of like really cool stuff in it that I like seeing visually, but it is a little kind of boring. And some of the characters are weird and interesting and unique. And like they have a wall yokai. <laughs> yeah, a wall of the bean counter. Yeah, like the, I was saying. They have literally the supposedly there was like a point, 1.2 million yokai on the screen <laughs> at any given point at uh-huh. the end. Uh-huh. And it's cool because, like, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's, you know, I've explained it before, but there's yokai all around the world, mm-hmm. we, whether you believe in it or not, and they sort of team up together. And it's a, it's a really cool-looking sight. None of this, none of the movie really got me elated except for one part, which is in the trailer, where this guy's, like, getting drunk, and he's like, it's the Great Yokai War! <laughs> and that should be like an elated moment for me, you know, like, and it just, I don't know. It, right. It just, the movie's tonally is a little all over the place. There's a lot of like jokes that didn't really land. It's done in a very childlike way, which is intentional. Um, so, yeah, if you can kind of like get over the fact that it's a PG-13 movie, I think you might be able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. This is by far the biggest helping of yokai monsters that you'll see. So at the very least, you'll see a lot of that. But the CGI really bugged me a lot. Wow. I, I don't know why. It's just the machines just didn't feel like they were there. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know what you mean. And I'm glad that they just chose to do the yokai in... in oh, practical. Practical, but to do these machine things i i just feel like it would have been silly just to see like some fake fucking robot like action figure like puppets well, maybe, like fighting well maybe that's the point of it too is because it, it's modern modern yeah. you know i know i know i'm sure that that was probably a a piece a in his mind i'm sure but it just i don't know it, it i liked i liked the movie still i'd say it's probably like a 6.5 you know at the most maybe a I six mine um, you know, because it is a little bit more modern, it's a lot easier to watch in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of things that are happening. Some of the characters are interesting, but they're not like amazing. Right. Some of them are very kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah. Like the turtle is the Kappa is right. kind of annoying as shit, but I'm sure right. kids loved it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like done in that way that it's like, should I be watching this as an adult? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's an okay movie. It's not my favorite Takashi Miike film for sure. But yeah, six, 6.5. And you said five, five. So 5.5 or 5.75. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like the original trilogy has a little bit more class. Well, this one is like throwing the kitchen sink at it. So okay, that makes sense. It, it While it has some really cool stuff in the, the newer modern version, there's a lot of gappy stuff in it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I do like the story of the kid. I do like the story of the grandpa, although I wish that the grandfather was more um, a part of it. Yeah, he really wasn't. Like, because he is like in the moments the grandfather is in there, he is kind of the link between the modern and the the old world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he should have been a little bit more omnipresent and more like happenstance. He should have tagged along with the kid. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Like, that, to me, would have been a better story, I think. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a you know it's think of it like a J- Japanese version of Never Ending Story on a budget. Pretty much is, what yeah, kind of yeah. That's essentially what they were going for. You know what I mean? So it's gonna hit with some people and it's not gonna hit with others. If you're a kid, you're probably delighted about it. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would like to see the new one though, just to compare it because it's been 20 years almost since that you know aired, and now they got a 2021 version. Mm-hmm. So sense. I wonder if it kind of corrects some of the issues that this one has. You should do a video review. Yeah, I was thinking about that, you, you know, that. just to watch it, but I gotta wait till it comes out. So that's the problem, right? <laughs> or find a VPN and figure out a way to watch it somehow. You'll figure it out. But anyway. We do have, uh, it's not really that much trivia. I'm pretty much spread it out throughout the whole uh, review of this movie. But we will be talking about some scenes from the film that will spoil it for you. If you don't want it spoiled, obviously, you can uh, go down to the timestamps down below and see what we're going to be watching next week, as well as, you know, skip around anytime we do these podcasts. But if you don't want anything spoiled, it's time to spoil. Good. I'll start. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so right off the bat, you know, they're showing you the kid. They're setting up the story. The kid's living with his mom because there's a uh, they got a divorce, but his sister is staying with his dad in Tokyo, and they're in, like, a another village. And all of a sudden, then they go to this barn, and then there's this fucking body snatcher shit where there's this, like, like baby calf with, like, a human head. Oh, that made me... Yeah. That was a cool scene. Yeah, like, right off the bat. I was like, okay, so maybe this is a little darker than I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, and then it, it was, like, spewing some old tales of the things that... It's like speaking of the Great War. It's the Great Yokai War. Mm-hmm. The war, the war. And then it dies and you see like its eye. Like it looks like a tear, but it's like a black it's like tear. Black. Yeah. So it's like, is it a demon? Like what yeah, is going on? What is on? going on? Is there going to be another war? It was like a warning. And the, and the farmer's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like, it's like a, a human head on a baby calf with like feeble legs and it's got horns. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like a yokai. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But it's like a some sort of sign. Did they CGI that or was that practical? No, that was practical. Okay. Totally practical, yeah. 100% practical. That's why mm-hmm. I was like excited in the very beginning because right. I was like, that damn, oh. that damn demon calf. Right. Demon baby calf. See, to me, like if they could do something like really super evil, like practical wise versus the yokai who are just kind of fun and toying around with stuff mm-hmm. because they, like i said they're not violent they don't go to war they don't fight you know it's not that's not the yokai but these other things do and if they're just fucking with it and it, you know if, it, if they had some like demons and shit that they were like jumping around and playing with mm-hmm. that just made the demons go crazy and like get mad or something it would have been better than these machine things I, I, I don't know yeah i don't know i felt nothing for the machines well, I don't. I don't think you were supposed to. <laughs> but then I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel anything. Oh. But yeah. So the 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 kid obviously is in some smaller town outside of Tokyo. Uh, he is uh, going to a festival with some strangers, I guess. <laughs> and then is this where he saw the little creatures walking around, like the little? They were like mice or something. Well, before that happens, he goes to this festival and gets bitten by the Kirin, which is like a dragon. It's like, you know, when the guy gets inside of the dragons and they like walk around, they have a sheet over top of them and they kind of spin around. Mm -hmm. These kids start picking on him and they bite him on the head. The the Kieran bites him on the head and that's he means he's the new Kieran rider, which means he's there to save the town or whatever. 
And I guess this is like they, they do this every year. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. So like the kid's kind of special in some way, and he doesn't realize how, and he starts seeing yokai, in which he sees that this little gerbil looking thing. Yeah. Which which eventually start stays with him like almost the entire time. Right. Well, movie. it's wounded, and and it climbs up on his leg when he's taking a bus ride somewhere or something like that, mm-hmm. and then it's like bleeding like fucking custard <laughs> which, which you're like weird. you're like Ew. what's going on yeah it is a little weird that it like bleeds custard mm-hmm. it's gross and it that was a cool scene though when he was on the bus there was like a goblin driving the bus and it kind of flashed the red-haired guy yeah yeah and then it kind of flashed to like all the monsters like peeking in the window right that was cool which, yeah, he's, like, freaking out about. Because, like, the kids tease him. They're like, there's a sword in the mountain. You're supposed to go get the sword, but you're too scared to go get the sword. There's no way you would ever go get the sword from the Goblin King. And they're like, and they're, he's like, what? Goblin King? And they're like, yeah, the Goblin King was put there to protect the sword. And he's like, is every year the Kieran Rider is supposed to go there to retrieve the sword to make sure that they can maintain balance of something, you know? Of the world. Yeah, and it's like, and then he goes there by himself, and that's when he gets freaked out and, like, catches the bus home, and this little fucking gerbil thing kind of attaches to him and kind of becomes his, like, I don't know, like, pit bull. sidekick. It's like his pit bull, yeah, because, like, like fights for him and shit. Yeah. Like, even though it's, like, so little and can't do anything. It's a little hamster-looking thing. (laughs) There's, like, even a scene where they have, like, a, they go to a museum, like, the actual... Um, Shigeru Mitsuzuki, uh, Mizuki, uh, museum for yokai monsters, which, which they that have. That was kind of cool. They put that in there. Yeah, it, like it's really kind of nod to it like showed the like creator, like real yokai and like renditions of it that you know are old, you know, versions of that and what they thought of it. So and it the manga cool. stories that he drew. They have. Uh, he meets up with like this kid has some of the weirdest relationships with other people. I've noticed mm-hmm. kids like to me when I see a kid talking to an adult, it's like no, no, no. <laughs> but this kid, he just you know has he's just wandering around by himself having lunch with older men. <laughs> there's like one guy who's kind of like, learn. You gotta learn somewhere, you know. Well, yeah. There's like little. Uh, Little surprises in the movie that apparently the Takashi Miike put in the film to kind of make nods towards some of the original manga and the or the, you know, like yokai. Mm-hmm. And he said they're strewn throughout the whole fucking movie. And, you know, I wouldn't be able to, you know, figure that out because I never read the source material. Right. But a lot of people did and they know the history of it. Um, but this little thing is like he has this little part where this guy who's like not supposed to be a kid about things and like things like kids do, you know, Mm -hmm. but he likes kids. So he's kind of in tune. Right. With the, this Tadashi character who is into yokai and he's like talking, he's like, Oh, you like yokai too. And he's like, Oh yeah, I love them. You know, but he's like kind of an adult and he has to leave the kid at some point in time to go do his corporate job or whatever. And then when the yokai blow up in the world later on, when he, He's like getting trashed with his boss who, you know, they lost the contract or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's drunk. And then they see like this giant city sized fucking yokai that they one of them calls the Gamera or whatever. Mm-hmm. The Dai films, the production company that used to do the original trilogy. Oh, OK. They also did Gamera. Oh, OK. So 
Um, that's a little nod there that they did in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like that. I like I like that character though. I like him in it because it kind of shows that kid side of everything. It's kind of like have you ever seen the movie Dolls? I think so. Where the guy's like really super into dolls and he's not supposed to. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they show up the the place. He's like, oh, I love dolls. Oh, yeah, that's that's an interesting doll. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. he's like a kid at heart. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, though, that they make him drink Kieran beer. Yeah, that's weird. In order to see the yokai. <laughs> but there's a really funny scene when towards the end with him mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed where he's getting pushed around by all the yokai because there's hundreds of them mm-hmm. on the top of this tower. And he doesn't know what's hitting him and pushing him around because he can't <laughs> see them. All he can see is these fucking giant m- robots fighting mm-hmm. shit that he can't see. <laughs> and that's when he's like, gets drunk and he's like, it's the great yokai war! <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I don't know. That's I just funny. love that. Yeah. That was cool. What about a scene for you? Oh, so when they were traveling and when the long necked lady only had one appearance in this, right? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and I didn't like that. CGI was, looked good for that. I didn't like it. I wish they would have used practical. I guess... I don't know, purist, but I didn't like because they and then they went straight into like the long haired lady and then like the split mouth woman. Oh, yeah, they did have the the big woman. That was a nod. Yeah. Towards so, the original but films. They, but the way they like grouped them together. I was like, the slip mouth woman was just an old big woman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the, and then it went into the, the turtle guy. Right. And then the turtle was guy was a little annoying. And, yeah. There was like a scene in the movie where like he's. The kid meets up with him and they go to talk to the Goblin King and the Goblin King's like, here, here's the sword. You need to unsheath it to see if you are the the Kieran rider or whatever. And the kid is like immediately like can't even lift the goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as they go before they go down there and, and all that happens, the, the 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 Kappa guy, the turtle, the turtle spirit, turtle, turtle, he like. He's like, see, now what's going to happen is there's going to be a big ball and it's going to roll down here, which I think is a nod towards Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, obviously, <laughs> obviously, but he gets run over and flattened like some cartoon thing like uh, in uh, Roger Rabbit. It looks when terrible. The guy though. got ran over and then he, he his flat like, you know. Like right. floated like his flat self was floating it was but I, I was like wondering like if that moment was he because the kieran was there the kieran rider was there mm-hmm. was he able to make things happen by thought is that oh, why that I happened because it didn't i didn't really didn't make a lot of sense it didn't make any sense he was surprised that this thing but he knew it was coming yeah didn't make sense didn't make sense yes a little bit of holes and the, in the cgi story. was terrible at that point mm-hmm that's when it really started sticking out to you, huh? Yeah, it was this too much. Well, because they're like pretty much in a warehouse doing these green screen shots to, to make it look like they're in a cave or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just looked really, uh, yeah, it just didn't look that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, he gets the sword. There's this whole scene where this girl, Augie, who is the assistant to the guy who is, what's his name? Kato, the bad guy, the, Kataro, the, main, the main bad guy who was making the machines, right? Kataro or whatever his name is, or whatever. She breaks the sword, and then they go into this whole adventure of trying to find the single leg guy. The, the part where she broke the sword, the mouse climbed up her, and she picked up the little mouse creature and threw it in a microwave. 
Right. Which I was like, are they going to pop it? And they, yeah. And then the microwave turned on and you could see it. But he, the, the creature didn't die. I guess the creature just can't die. Right. I was like, ooh, this is dark. Like, <laughs> I know. He's just like pounding on the window. Up. Like they're yeah. like, Kunikidiato, whatever his name is. And he's, the, he's just turning red. And then they just kind of cut it, and then blood comes out his little. The next time you see him, he's like in a prison or something in one of her prison cells. There was another scene with the robot squeezing the shit out of it, getting ready to crush right, it, right. and then he pisses. He pissed on the, on ro- the robot. <laughs> this little creature. That's gross. It was, it was funny though. It it, was yeah, funny. but it's gross too. Like liquids yeah. coming out of that thing really grossed me out. Because <laughs> it's too cute, and it's like. <laughs> You're too cute. You're not allowed to pee. Custard okay? and piss coming out of these things, and it's almost dying. They put it in a microwave. Like, what the fuck, Mike? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That was wild I, shit. I did like. Well, it was. Oh, well, it was right after that scene. So we did get to see the umbrella monster again. The weird umbrella thing with the tongue. But in this movie, you actually get to see the umbrella opened. And somebody's, like, using him to fly. Right. Even the umbrella, like, there's a funny scene with the umbrella where he's, like, they're all, like, we need to fight. We need to fight Kitaro. And everybody's, like, and then the, and the, the umbrella's, like, like, I'm just an umbrella, I'm dog. I'm an umbrella. What, what, I'm an umbrella. <laughs> that was funny. He's, like, right wall. And then the wall <laughs> yeah. comes out. And he's, like, got this little teeny little mouth. Tiny mouth. Do you know those the, that little fucking machine that you drop pennies in mm-hmm. that eats the pennies? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's totally. He doesn't have like. a mouth in this, but if he did, that's what it would look like. Mm-hmm. His little eyes on the square, mm-hmm. and you stick the money in, and he's like, mum, mum, mum. <laughs> "That's what it looked like." I'm just a wall. But then the wall gets all encouraged later on, right? Like, let's go beat this guy. That's how they explain away um, the war. Like, it's not really a war. The way, like, everybody chicken shits out. Like, none of the yokai. They're like, I'm not here to fight. I don't fight. And so they all like back out and nobody wants to fight. And the kid's like, I'll do it. I'm the Kieran writer. I'll do it. Uh-huh. And then eventually word spreads, well, but not the way that you think. Right. Because they're dyslexic. They, I don't know about <laughs> dyslexic, but they think it's a festival. Right. They got misinterpreted by the... Whatever, thing, and they thought it was going to be a big uh, y- yokai festival. They're like, so they're oh, like, so yeah, Japan, a party in Tokyo. They're like, so Japan is popping off right now. Like, even talking like urban terms <laughs> when they're like doing the like sort of uh, what do you call it? The uh, the like the the yokai talking to each other mm-hmm. in different parts of the world, <laughs> and then they kind of like run in on clouds and like surround this building that this giant fucking slug monster thing fish monster that he turned has into a city t- has taken over yeah it's made Tokyo. out of rage or something i don't know what the fuck yeah and he lands in the city in these two towers that look like the twin towers mm-hmm. and then he sets down in the middle of the city and it's kind of like they're like destroying tokyo mm-hmm. but anyway you see all these yokai coming in on the clouds and it's like we're talking millions like from a distance mm-hmm and and it's just it's pretty cool that's when it got really cool um it's very short-lived because mm-hmm. they go down inside the tower to fight the the bad guy and then mm-hmm. he becomes so rageful that he he stabs the beehive girl because right and she's like why would you betray me you were in my way that's what he said Right. She she was like sad and then you were in my way and then she just dies. Yeah, it was as simple as like 
you were in my way. Mm-hmm. How does he get into the sludge that he's killing all the yokai with and turning into monsters, into machines? The, uh, so so he, he goes into that thing because I think it's a portal. But the bean guy, so the bean guy drops his beans, right? And one single bean ended up in the sludge stuff, which fucked up the portal or whatever oh, it is. Oh, I wonder if that's yeah. his, like, version of the fly. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Yeah, because, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because he's supposed to go on that thing to, like, suck up all the power. Right. From the city, from right. Tokyo. And then a bean falls in and kind of destroys and it, it. It fucks everything up in him, Cause too. Because throughout the movie, the grandfather's also eating Azuki beans, mm-hmm. which is, like, a certain type of bean and rice combo. A marketing thing. Maybe. Well, the biggest marketing thing was the Kieran beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which they like, he was like, wow, it's so good. It's like, wow, <laughs> we know where you got your funding from. Now. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, they, they do a good way around it. So it's mm-hmm. not so bad. You know? Right. It's not like Wayne, Wayne's world epic version. But, <laughs> right. But it's, it's good. Um, but yeah, so that's how he died. He like get, he got a bean in there and he became yep. a, like start devouring and himself. It ex- it, and then it explodes. And then it, uh, it exploded so big that it shot the turtle out into outer space. Right. I saw right? that. And then all the yokai got blown back to where they came yep. from. Everybody ended up getting blasted back to where they came from. See, and the, the, the ending was very long because then the kid is riding on this fire horse. Right. That's his horse, I yeah, guess. I, yeah. That was freed, that it was became part of the, the robots or something. Yeah, I guess. We, we forgot to mention that he, he also fights that little gerbil thing that got thrown in the vat and oh, turned into right. a robot. Yeah. And they had this big scene about that. And then when it, 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 when, you know, there was an explosion and it, the thing melted away and then there was a reunion with the kid and the gerbil hamster thing. Oh, it's so cute. But then like Tokyo's completely destroyed. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like rubble. And th- there's like this whole scene. They, they, they have like a five minute scene where it's the young guy who was like screaming about the yokai war. Mm-hmm. He's like the adult and he's like sitting and talking to the the Tadash Tadeshi kid mm-hmm. they're sitting in the rubble okay. and it's the adult guy who had the job who saw the 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 yokai with the beer okay and Tadashi right. right and they're having a conversation about life because it's over now right all the yokai are gone and they've 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 accomplished whatever it is that they've done it was kind of like a sweet sorrowful kind of thing going on there mm-hmm and then later on, they show they show the kid as an adult. Yeah, they show Tadashi as an adult. And you know that 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 you know that because they show the shrine to like his parents, his parents and his grandfather. Yeah, and his yeah. grandfather. So you know it's him. And then the the little hamster guy, uh, it's like his spirit. It's almost like a ghost. It's, he's like trying to appear. He's trying to get his attention. He's like, like warping in and out of existence. Drop dead Fred and shit. He's like trying to I, like get in there. I wonder if the sequel to this is actually where it's the father's kid, Tadashi's kid, mm-hmm. who goes. Oh, it could be yeah. Because it's another kid again in the new one, mm-hmm. and he's pretty young. It could be. So I wonder if it's like because they also showed the ghost of the bad guy like trying to come back too. That's right. So trying to make it like, yeah, like right at the end. You yeah. Know, like, where he's in the purple oh, stuff. Sequel. Yeah. 
He's in the Ghostbusters too. Go. Yeah, the go- the goop. So I wonder slug. if that's like a, a nod to Ghostbusters, and I wonder if it's a nod <laughs> to Fly because of the bean. Yeah, it might be. I mean, these are little things that you could probably, you know, he's he he does do in his films, mm-hmm. but we'll never know. You know what I mean? Right. But maybe I don't yeah. know. The ending is a little eh, sad and kind of sorrowful. It just doesn't. Yeah, long. Because he's like ignoring the the fucking the little hamster thing. And, well, yeah, he's an adult. But yeah, but he doesn't have to ignore Fuck it. That shit. He can still see it and hear it. It's all squeaking at him for Christ's sake. And he's well, just you completely... don't know. Maybe he can't. Maybe there's not enough energy in the the portal in the universe to do that because you're an adult. Is... And when you go, when your brain grows, all your imaginary stuff goes away, so you can't see ghosts well, anymore. Well, it's not the imaginary stuff. <laughs> it's the magic of life disappears. Your when psychic you, abilities go away. When you work a job and, you know... The a, mundane, and then you get stuck in the capitalistic rat race right, yeah. of fucking death. So, so like, you know, like, Tadashi is, like, going to work his job at a building that has, like, suicide nets around it. And, like, <laughs> that's why I can't see that that's hamster anymore. That's funny. Why am I laughing? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's what it's like. That's what the message that they're trying to make is that don't lose the magic in your life. Well, and that, you know, magic doesn't pay the rent, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) It does in my world. At least I can still see gerbils. That squirt out weird custard <laughs> and piss everywhere. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty much the movie right there. Uh, I don't know. I, it's cool. Like, I wouldn't mind watching the new one, you know? I, but, they, they're, you know, it just didn't flow right for me, you know? And maybe right. there's a lot of, like, cultural stuff that I'm missing out on. Well, yeah, I'm totally, yeah. Clearly, I don't know that much about yokai. Right. You know, I know more than probably the average person, but, the you know... <laughs> Right. There's probably such like deep cuts in there because of like how much lore has been out there of yokai monsters mm-hmm. because of Shigeru. Right. So, I mean, like, you know, it'd be interesting if I were to be able to see it with that kind of like those kind of eyes. Like, would I like it more? Mm-hmm. Would it be, you know, if I grew up in Japan? Right. Would exactly. it be a movie that I absolutely it, adore? It's like something your parent you your parents right. shared with you, or your grandparents shared with you, or it's kinda like passed down. Like, yeah, or you know, there's some nostalgia factor towards that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. The closest I got, the most the first time I ever even knew what yokai were was this uh Sequoia Yokai Den, which is the uh, the Demon Slayer movie. Oh, okay. Sequoia Yokai Den, yeah. There's a bunch of different names for it. It's like the, something the Demon Slayer, Sequoia mm-hmm. the Demon Slayer, or Sequoia Yokai Yokai Geden, and uh, something. You know, they named it a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. But I keep bringing that up. But like, if you guys check that out, it's got some really great sword fights and monsters and like effects in it. Like, highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Definitely check that one out. And I and I wonder if it's based off the the anime because there is the anime that they probably have manga of it too. Right. Which totally. are yokai, which is the demon slayer, mm-hmm. which is all yokai stuff. Mm-hmm. A little darker, but yo yokai nonetheless. So if you're looking for some stuff to maybe extend your yokai adventures and you want to do it, you got a whole bunch there. You got the new mm-hmm. movie that I was talking about maybe. Mm-hmm. 
You got the the fucking Slayer show. You got all kinds of stuff, guys. So, you know, it's different to do something different and talk about something different to kind of really, you know, get a more well-rounded filmatic view, I think. Exactly. So I think it's really important to, you know, watch a lot of different stuff so that you can kind of get an understanding of what you like or what you don't. Find stuff that might be interesting that you never knew existed by pushing yourself out of the boundaries, which is what I've done with Christina. Okay. She's, she's definitely not used to watching some of the shit I make her watch. Nope. <laughs> oh, God. What shit are you going to make me watch this week, next week? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Kidding. We could do... There. i was been thinking about... Oh. There is some films that are on the way that I'm supposed to get review copies of, so maybe we'll wait for those. It's from the uh, shot on video realm. Okay. But they're fun. They're good ones. Okay. Uh, I won't <laughs> spoil what those are. We'll just say one of them is the Evil Dead Japanese oh. uh, shot on video film. Uh-huh. Uh, it's considered the Evil Dead of Japan. Oh, okay. So, um, but there are some new movies that I kind of want to go over. Um, what are you in the mood for? What about some, uh, mosquito movies since it's summer? It's mosquito season. Yeah, there's a couple. There's, uh, Mansquito from 2005. Oh, I've been wanting to see that. Yeah, that's on your list. It's on my list. Or Mosquito Man. Oh, yeah. It's like, I think it's Mansquito or Mosquito Man. Either way, one mm-hmm. of the, we can watch that. 2005. And then Mosquito from 1995 or 94. Mm-hmm. Mosquitoes. Which both of them are available for rent, by the way, guys. You can watch Mansquito on Tubi with ads for free. Hell yeah. And then Mosquito from 9495. Mosquito is $3.99 on like some platforms like Prime and shit. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to rent that one other one. Grab your br- bug spray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and it might be on YouTube. I haven't even looked there, so I don't know. I fucking hate mosquitoes. Let's watch it. It'll give us the itchies. And then, uh, yeah, it feels kind of appropriate because, like, we've attacked in so many different other areas now. So... Yeah, did alligators. Yeah. Sharks. Exactly. So it's time for mosquitoes. Yep. So, sorry. yes. Next week, guys, Mansquito from 2005 and Mosquito from 1994 or 95, either or. It says 94 on IMDb and 95 everywhere else. So probably 95, but they're both like ridiculous films and we should have a good time with them. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's just like, it feels like the right touch. So, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. Let me know what you guys thought of the Yokai Monsters. Is it uh, too far off the beaten path for you? Are you interested in watching them? Did we raise awareness to this for you guys? Do you like Asian, Japanese, or Chinese, or Indonesian films? I mean, what, what else do you like? Let us know. Love to hear from you guys. But other than that, thank you so much for coming by. And as always, Long live the Void. Yeah.